Strange fact about me, I have only drank legally mm-hmm. outside of one instance um, when I had like a sip of alcohol because I asked Alonzo what he was drinking and he played a trick on me and gave it to me and I, all I had was one sip and it, I knew exactly what it was because right. it was disgusting. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and so I didn't actually like, I've only drank legally and I didn't have like a real drink here in the United States till I turned 21, though I did drink in Mexico, I had a couple of drinks when I was uh, traveling with the basketball team as undergrad. So um, then in addition to that, I've only had one cigar in my life. I've never tried marijuana or any drugs. Um, and like, I'm not saying all this to pat myself on the back or anything like that or brag. It's right. just the truth. Like, right. this, this mm-hmm. is how I've lived my life because it was important to me um, to live that way, specifically because um, you raised me to know our family history. So when I used to get peer pressured, um, like, why won't you drink? Blah, they split. Like you should have a drink. Blah, they split. You should smoke this. Why don't you, why don't you, uh, try some weed, you know, stuff like that. Um, or even pop pills or. Right. Well, I've never, I've never been tempted. I've never been tempted that way. That's Mm -hmm. not me. I have never had that uh, Mm -hmm. in front of me personally. So I can't speak to that, but, um, I've never done any of that stuff. That's the main point. And the reason why is again, because it goes back to our family history of what, of which you taught me. Um, and I remember when I would be getting peer pressured or encouraged to try those things or would be in those environments or people would ask why, um, I always just told the straight up truth. I'm just like, listen, I got drug addicts and alcoholics in my family. I'm good. <laughs> and, right. Pete, and every time when I would say that, people are always just like, like, did you just say that? Why did you reveal that information? I, that's too much information. I know. They act like it's so shocking for you to tell the truth. But it's the truth, right? It is the and, truth. And mm-hmm. that's, you asked me why. <laughs> that's exactly why. I have right. not, had no interest in, in those things um, until it made sense for me to do it. And also, like, I have no interest in putting myself in situations to be uh, breaking the law. It's just not. Not it's not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that is not right for on. me. Um, yeah. Did you have? Oh, so I know what I was going to ask you. So, like, why was it important to you to share that family history with me at such a young age? Well, you know, a lot of people don't believe that uh, your family history can help you at the time when you're growing up. But really, in actuality, the good and the bad of your family history can help you and teach you yeah um i i don't believe in lying i don't believe in hiding things i believe in being truthful about what's real in your family and outside of your family so that's why i want you to understand that and also being a drug addict and alcoholic can have some hereditary things to them right you see what i'm saying so i believe that watching what i learned and grew uh you don't have to believe it that's proven yes okay i I want to make sure to make that point right it's been proven so i wanted to teach you that at a very young age so you can know what it was like and why you don't want to do these things like a lot of people try drugs uh just to be trying them because they with other people or trying to be young and experienced stuff but in my opinion it's really dumb yeah and it's just my opinion let me clear that up if anybody who's still out here trying drugs for the first time, it's really dumb because there's so much evidence now. And yeah. even before when I was a kid, there was right. so much evidence before from the generation before of like, you don't even got to try this shit to know it can fuck you up. Right. You know, yeah. alcohol is a different situation. Um, in my opinion, because you take a drink, you might like it, you might not. Right. But 
you it, it graduates so fast with the drug thing. You know what right. I'm saying? It can go from one thing to the next so fast. Um, I'm not and gonna it, get and into. It doesn't the, always. It doesn't but, always. I but, will give some people that. Yeah. Um, but for some people, maybe if it's genetic or whatever, they go from trying weed to that high enough to they keep moving on. You, right. you see what I'm saying? Right. We gonna have that weed conversation too. Oh, we definitely gonna have that conversation. But I'm just saying, it's best to teach your child these things while they're young and learning out here. Because see, they are gonna learn as soon as they get to school. Right. Let me clarify that, and you can yeah, learn from the, you the or from somebody else. And opportunity is going to be there. They're even in elementary now. Yeah. Because the cough syrup, all the stuff that they're using to get high, you know. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that was a moment of nostalgia, and thank you for joining us. What up, though? And welcome to episode four of Message from Ernestine. Four. <laughs> uh, we're almost halfway to 10. <laughs> halfway right. to double digits. Uh, we're happy you're here for today's message. I go by the name LB. Oh, I'm so busy daydreaming. I'm I'm Michelle, his mom. <laughs> <laughs> and, I was just thinking of some other stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And as my mother just stated, we are a black mother and son duo from the legendary city of Detroit. We gather here weekly to honor the memory of my great grandmother, Ernestine, whose photo will be here soon. I promise. Uh, who bestowed wisdom on us that we now want to share with the world. We keep it all the way real during our discussions on current events and various issues that we all deal with as human beings we also provide advice and tell stories all from the viewpoint of generation y shout out to the millennials that's me and generation x and my mom hey um if you'd like to follow along with our conversation on social media tag us at msgfrm ernestine and use the hashtag which is spelled the exact same way also, please use the hashtag pod in. That's a now listening hashtag that will help more people find our show. And again, that's hashtag P O D I N. So we'll retweet, like, respond, and all that good shit. So let's get connected. Now, let's get started with Tell Me Something Good. Tell me something good. Bam, bam. We're going to, I feel like <laughs> we're getting close to doing that every week now. <laughs> Tell Me Something Good is our self-reflection segment where we celebrate the positive things that have happened in our lives during the past week. And my, what do you want to, uh, what's your something good for the week? Is that, well, that my something good this week is my sister, Laditra Harris, a.k.a. Boo, <laughs> <laughs> who I met and is adopted as my sister when we were in the sixth grade long time ago. <laughs> So, well, you know, there are people in this world who are just genuinely kind, mm-hmm. genuinely thoughtful, like unbelievably thoughtful. They so thoughtful. Sometimes they don't think about themselves. They go with lack of sleep. Ha ha. She know I'm talking about her <laughs> to do certain beautiful, wonderful things to make people happy. Right. She see them smiling. She's smiling after she does something for them, whether it's small or whether it's humongous. I just wanted to say that I really appreciate her. She's my tell me something good every day. I'm alive and well. And uh, she just thoughtful. Like the things she does for our family and our friends, 
just little knickknack things and a little small thing she put with her signature on it to make us feel good about ourselves and to be happy to bring a smile to us, which brings a smile to her. It's just thoughtful. There's a lot of wonderful people in the world and she's one of those people. And I'm glad that she's in my family and in our lives um, with her thoughtful ass. Now get more sleep. <laughs> i love you <laughs> uh yeah i i mean obviously i can attest to that because she's been in my mom's life since they were in sixth grade which means she's been in my life for almost 26 years now um and just the most recent example was um every now and then her and i get together and we just do something together like we go to dinner or we go watch nba playoff something like that um she always she's always like inviting me to stuff that she know she knows that i'll have fun doing with and, her uh, with her mm-hmm. yeah um and we went to see a movie yesterday and went to dinner and she paid for everything of course i offered because that's the courteous thing to do um to pay and she just Ooh, took, took it all um Oh my God, Texas Roadhouse. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, love you, Auntie. Thank you. Uh, so my something good for the week. So in Detroit, there is a soccer organization called Detroit City Football Club. Um, because, Beautiful. Um, that's cool. Yeah, so uh, FYI, football is the term that's used globally for soccer. and We just use the word soccer here in America. Not exactly sure why, but... Um, because it makes more sense to call it football than it makes sense to call American football football. So if you look up the soccer, what does soccer say in the definition? Do you know? Football. That is the, it says what it is, that it's that sport, but it's considered the same thing. But football is a term that's used more widely across the world. Right, because they, they're two as, different games to me. I know they well, they, No, they are different games. Oh, that's okay. They're 100% different games. Okay. I don't know why the people who created American football called it football. But anyways, okay. let me get back on track here. Well, I'm talking <laughs> about the soccer part. I'll, go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. No, soccer is just like an American English word for that for the, the game. For the game. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, you know, I think if I'm not mistaken, soccer has actually been around longer. And it's also, it's, it's the most popular sport in the, in the world. Mm, a lot of okay. people in our country don't know that. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a soccer organization, Detroit City Football Club, and I've been going to the games for a few years now. Uh, I love the environment. I tell people all the time, as someone who has worked in the sport industry and been to a lot of sporting events, like it's the most fun that you can have at a sporting event, period. Um, and the crowd, we stand up for 90 minutes and sing, and uh, we have chants that we say the same ones pretty much the, every, every week or every game, I should say. Um, And I've really enjoyed the environment. And so a while ago, the, um, so, okay, let me go a little bit more in detail here. So there's what's called a supporter group for a soccer club. And that's basically the organization of fans that are at every match and wear the colors and things of that nature. And so the Northern Guard is the the supporter group for DCFC. Oh, I like the name. Yeah. there's a whole history behind it. I'm oh, okay. not going into that. <laughs> um, Sound like you need a sword and a shield. Northern God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so basically the Northern Guards are the, the Northern Guard are, are, is the organization that gets the chance organized, plans for all that. Um, and so I got asked to be one of the chant leaders for the Northern Guard. And so I did that for the first time last weekend. 
um, and had a lot of fun. Like I really enjoyed it. I've always been, I that, could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been that like crazy fan that's in the crowd, like yelling and screaming the whole game and everybody else around me is looking at me like a nut job. Um, but to actually be a part of, um, building this fun, family friendly, um, inclusive, environment that i've enjoyed for years being on the other side just being in the stands you know saying the chance now to be one of the leaders to who makes a small contribution to um that organization and the club itself and the environment that they they've created that's been around since 2012 uh, it's been nice. a real real honor and i'm I, i'm super excited to um be a part of it so yeah that's just, wonderful yeah just a really cool fun thing that i'm a part of now and yeah all that good stuff that's cool yeah um all right so now that we're all caught up on our lives uh we're going to talk about what's going on in the world what's going on is our news and current events segment uh so ma what do you want to talk about today well, for me, what was going on in the news, that was, this is a wonderful thing. Uh, the three young men that invited the elderly um, Caucasian woman to ha have lunch with them, mm -hmm. it was just awesome. Um, I, I listened, read the articles that and the stories that he's told since the um, event uh, took place. And the small, I always tell my son, the small little things that you do for a human being can change someone's day mm -hmm. or their life or for that moment. Yeah to uplift them, you yeah. know, and it was just wonderful to see it from this group of people. Yeah. You know, yeah. a young African-American man yeah. and a young, I mean, a elderly white woman, mm -hmm. just wonderful. It was so simple and simplistic to offer a hand to someone to comfort them. And you've seen something in them that you wanted them to sit down. And to, the fact that she did it was amazing to me. Yeah. Because yeah. this down south, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think it was somewhere. Uh, Let's find out. I think it was down south. And um, it was just beautiful. It was just absolutely beautiful. I love the picture. I wish someone would interview her to get her perspective on yeah, it. Yeah, I really do. I really wish she would do an interview. Uh, So if Alabama. I'm missing Alabama. Oh, my yep. God. Really? Alabama? Okay. Yeah, that Wonderful. is surprising. Yeah. Very surprising. But um, I knew it was like down south. Yeah. Yeah, I would really like to hear her perspective of it. I just thought it was so kind. Yeah. And I, I her reception, exception uh, of doing it with them and sitting with them right. and talking to them. Like human beings. Like human beings and right. having lunch with them and they're telling their little stories or whatever they conversated about that day and was you, wonderful. There's one specific story that uh, she told them. Oh, yeah, which was wonderful. Um, actually, the next day would have been her 60th anniversary with her husband who had now passed. And then gave her a little comfort that she sat down with those young men and had lunch. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that was a wonderful story. That's a wonderful story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, if y'all see me out sitting by myself somewhere, there's no guarantee that I'm going to come join you. <laughs> if you <laughs> and I'm going to join him on that. Because <laughs> some people, I, you know, when you go you, out. You do stuff by yourself. You go out yeah. you sit by yourself. You want quiet. You want to think about what you want to think about. You right. want to read. Right. Spend or you want to listen to your own thoughts in your own head and right. figure out some things. Because yeah. I do that a lot. I go yeah. eat by myself a lot. Yeah, or go see movies and stuff by myself. And I know a yeah. lot and of people never It's a beautiful thing. It, it teaches you how to be good with yourself. Yep. And settled in yourself and be able to entertain yourself. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so again, with uh, what's going on, we are going to try and love sandwich these stories. Uh, so now we're going to get into some of the 
the yucky stuff. Um, so trigger warning, I'm about to talk about a couple of things that include uh, suicide, homophobia, and death. Mm. Um, and I would also say religion-based death as well. Yes. Um, so the first story I want to talk about is a 15-year-old high school freshman named Nigel Shelby. Uh, first and foremost, like, rest in peace, God rest his soul. Oh, um, amen. Mm. He committed suicide for the reports are all using very specific language. They're saying, um, we know he committed suicide. And according to reports from people that he knew him, that knew him and from Facebook and things of that nature, he did it because of homophobic bullying, which we know is a real problem. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. he is not the first. And I wish I could say that I believe he will be the last, um, mm-hmm. that, um, like person homophobic or not homophobic i'm sorry homosexual person or just like a sexual or gender minority person who like kills themselves or get gets killed because of their sexuality and um something that i want to say is just that like hate takes up a lot of time and energy it's a a disgusting thing and um and holding on to that for people who literally for basically having hate in your heart simply because someone is different than you or, and they just want to live their lives as well. Like Mm -hmm. members of the LGBTQ, I'm going to say plus because there's a lot of other letters in there that I'm drawing a blank on right now. Um, Right. Yeah. Though, though those folks uh, that are in that community and in those different communities, because they are also different within themselves. um, They want to just live their lives, right? They, they want to be treated like regular everyday human beings the same because that's way what that, they are right because that's exactly what they are they, they have they have every single right that that we do as human beings who are straight and uh cisgender which basically means that you subscribe to the gender you identify with the gender that you were um subscribed at birth basically and um and it's disgusting that people out there because that's the other thing to think about like yes these were kids doing and saying these things and kids can be disgusting but i was never one of those kids and you know why because i was taught not to be i was taught better and and intentionally and of course this is something that we're we're talking about today but um you know there was a reason that i was never a bully you know and um things of that nature so what i'm saying is like we need to, we we need to do better as human beings. As human beings, we need mm-hmm. to do better. We need to treat each other right, um, because we all have to live on this planet together. And there's so many. Of course, there's so many other like different, hateful, bigot people that like hate other people that are different from them for various reasons. But the point is that that hate is not has no place in this world and it's disgusting and we, right. we have to do better. We have to do better for our, for our children, for our current and, and future generations. That's I, right. I'm, There's no other way to put it. Yeah. I have no other way to put it. Um, and most of the people who disgust and hate people because of who they are, if they looked in the mirror, you really have a problem with yourself. Self, in my 100%. opinion, you yeah. have a problem with yourself. Yeah. All of this to that point, a lot of these issues in the world, um, and I'll talk about, there's like four things in my mind that are, that the world would be a better place if we had more of, I'll talk about those eventually, but healing is one of them mm-hmm. and they all actually feed into healing. Like all, all of us have things that we need to heal from, um, to get better and be better and be better and to do better and to do better so, as human beings. Yeah. 
Um, so then the other thing you wanted to talk about was the California synagogue shooting, yes, which happened yesterday. Say, uh, my son just amplified, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Magnified what I was yeah, thinking. Because it applies to the shootings in California and all the um, hate crimes that are committed. It applies to all of that. Yeah. Bullying, because it's just the same thing, except for these people go out and they kill the people. You bully a child so much to where he doesn't love himself or like himself, you know. Uh, so and it's just all hateful, horrible things. I mean, we need to be better human beings. And if you don't like somebody, it's okay. Or, or it's okay. But to hate someone and want them dead or want to beat them or hurt them just because you don't like them, that's not right. Yep. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah. And, and, you're, and we're you're not human, in my opinion. Yeah, it's inhumane. And then also, mm -hmm. like, all of that is learned behavior. Right. It's not something like children don't come out hate with hate in their heart at all. That's true. <laughs> it, it all stems Unless from somewhere. Really gene thing. Well, yeah, of course, there's gene yeah. things that. Okay, but it's we're not, not going to discuss that, but go ahead. But hate is not one of those things that can get passed down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So getting back into some yummy stuff. Some good. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. something something good. I love sandwich. I like that. Yeah, yeah. We got we have to do this even just for ourselves because oh, yeah. this stuff can be heavy and tiring oh, to talk about. Very. <laughs> oh my god. I know after that um black community conversation we were both really tired. <laughs> oh my god, I was drained and sad. Yeah, yeah. It'll do that. Um, yeah. so the other thing that we want to transition to talking about here is, so, uh, this filmmaker, I believe in California, a black man named Morgan Cooper, he basically took the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the 90s sitcom with starring Will Smith. I hope you all know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he basically took the concept of that show and turned it, excuse me, uh, and turned it into more of a modern dramatic version. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you've seen the trailer for it. Yeah, but, it looked good. Um, and so he created a trailer for it. And if I'm not mistaken, he's actually going to make it into like an eight-part series, and that was just a trailer for it. But I can't remember. So anyways, um, Morgan had a chance to link up with Will Smith over the weekend. I Wonderful. Think. Um, and like – Will did put a whole video together, the two of them talking. Uh, he introduced Morgan to the writer of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, mm -hmm. um, the original writer for the series, which is nuts. Um, and yeah, and Will's also point in that video was basically just talking about how um, the internet is so great because if you have ideas and concepts in your head, you can now create it, put it out there into the world. You have free outlets to put it out there into the world. And this is a, what we're doing here as an example. Right. Um, and you never know what opportunities could come from that. Because uh, there's a lot of folks who have gone down that route. Like I've talked about Issa Rae on this show. Um, she, before she got her HBO deal, she had a YouTube show called Awkward Black Girl. Oh. Um, which has some similarities between that and her show insecure okay okay um, and so that's kind of how she got discovered and there's also rappers that have got discovered that way so um and there's other people in other professions as well the exact same way and oh yeah um it's just the internet can be a great thing as obviously it can be problematic and right. harmful and all those things as well but like if you use it correctly as a tool and um you decide to pursue your passion and just get out there and do it like and just see what happens um you never know what could happen so you know again just like we're sitting here on this couch now talking going up to, we're on our way to 10 episodes like um if you have something that you want to do or create like i suggest you get out there and try it again you never That's know right. what could happen you never know what could happen um 
yeah, but anyways, that trailer is really good. I'll throw that in the show notes so y'all have a chance to check that out as well. Uh, so then the very last thing we'll talk about with what's going on, because we have to at hey. least touch on it, <laughs> uh, because again, blurs. Um We saw <laughs> Avengers Endgame on opening night, so this past Thursday. Uh, it's so good. Oh my it's God. Wonderful. It, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's it's a lot of movie because it's three hours, but they mm-hmm. get a lot of stuff in. Um, it brings the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, so all 21 movies previous, it brings a lot of things full circle and leaves the door open for a wonderful, great future. Um, and it was just a it was a, a roller coaster of emotion. Um, it it was honestly like, and this is coming from a, a heavy Game of Thrones fan, like it's the most epic thing I've ever seen. And I've watched a lot of movies and TV and like I'm a Game of Thrones fan, which I thought it would never get more epic than that. And I also <laughs> thought that Marvel would never get any better than Infinity War. But it did. It did. <laughs> it, yeah, did. it did. Yeah, it, it brought it did. a lot of humanity to what they always had humanity in all this. Yeah, it's always been me. very grounded. Yeah, always been very grounded, very yeah. humanitarian um, and teaches you some morals and values of things. So if you're a fan, you're going to love it. If you yeah. want to become a fan, you will like it. Yeah. And if you want to see something that can teach you some morals and values of of peace and um, humanity, you'll love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a really good point as well. And um, I would say that too, just like that's something that you, we can learn from a lot of different TV and film that people exactly. miss. Because a lot of people, people just, mm-hmm. just look at TV and film on this surface level of what the story is. But like there's always something – Film, filmmaking is, and uh, filmmaking basically, just put it that way, um, mm-hmm. is an art. It's and an like, art. Mm-hmm. there's always something, at least with the good products, because there are some that get made just based on the surf- surface level, and that's what their issue is. But whole nother conversation. <laughs> but um, you know, when it comes to TV and film, there's usually something like some underlying theme. Right. to it that is motivating the story that's motivating right. the character arcs and things of that nature so just something to uh keeping your head and look out for as you're watching tv and film moving forward so that's also again why i created my other podcast which is called whiskey and what what i missed where i uh rewatch film and break down different scenes and things that i didn't notice the first time around and try to give it a more in-depth look so um again that podcast is called whiskey and what i missed shameless plug uh cool so all right now that we are all caught up on the world let's get to the main reason we're all here it's time for today's message today's message is answering the question why is it important to keep it real with your children which is something we hinted at not just with our opening story but um what we talked about throughout a couple the rest of our segments as well um <laughs> so what i want to start off by saying is like when we say keeping it real with your children like of course something to keep in mind is um and again also uh fyi this is coming from someone who does not have a child so i am trying to look at this from my perspective as the son of someone who kept it real with me throughout my entire life right so i want to make sure i give that context um And so um, I think one thing that's important and that you did put emphasis on too, Ma, is that, Mm -hmm. um, yes, keep it real. But of course, like there are things that are age appropriate. Like you want to make sure that it's something that your child will understand. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. At the time, you you pick and choose the times of the age of your child um, to teach them things. But I want to say this: the world is so open now, mm-hmm. even in kindergarten and first grade. Uh, I know people who are teachers. Uh, I know people who. Um, have young children mm-hmm. and the questions that be coming up sometimes you have to deal with it at that age at right. that time and then as they grow older you're going to have to change it again right you know, you're going to explain it to explain further. it yeah you can explain it further yeah, yeah so like that's the thing to keep in mind when you're explaining things to children like you have to put yourself in their shoes and try and you have to make sure they understand Stand. what mm-hmm. what you're saying um because I know a lot of times people will try to explain things to children with like the big, broad, like adult terms. And like, right. sometimes you have to break it down uh, even further to make it accessible information accessible. for mm-hmm. them. And there's also, there, there's like, there's information out there on, on learning how to do that stuff. Like on hit the Google machine. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. I love Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Google, Google can help with that kind of stuff. And there's books for that too. Um, and so now going more into the why it's important aspect of it is um, one of those reasons is that like I personally think it's better for your children to learn important lessons from you as their parent than it is for them to go learn it somewhere else because there are so right. many things that I've heard uh, about parents like basically shielding their children from um, and never addressing at all. But then they grow older, they learned about it from, from somewhere else and they're confused, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Or right. like, mm-hmm. or like they have a negative reaction to it or, um, you know, they learn the wrong way about something because they heard it in school from a friend who heard it, you know, from whoever else, whoever you know what else. I mean? Like, mm-hmm, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. I, um, I think that people have a hard time talking to their children and telling their children the truth, truth. Mm-hmm. because it, it's not all pretty. Right. Like right. life, but that's life. That's though. life. That's, that's life. life. That's all life. a part of life. That's it's all a part of life. Yeah. So it's best to talk to them and be real with them. I mean, yeah. you know, use it, do it in your own way, in your own terms, but do it. Like I believe some people don't believe in telling their children, uh, who they were when they were their age. Mm-hmm. They try to act like they never did any of these never things. Never did any of these things. Haven't made those mistakes. Right. Never made those mistakes. And I'm like, that's a lie. Yeah. You're not being real. I mean. And what and I've t- noticed and what I think is that if you present this perfect image of yourself, like then, that can be, that can be more harmful, harmful than helpful. Yep. Yep. Um, in help. a lot of different mm-hmm. ways. Yep. And, but if you tell them that, you know, I've I'm a do- flawed human being. Right. And that I've done these things, then um, not only do they see themselves in that, they're like, oh, then maybe that's a mistake I shouldn't be making. You know what I mean? Right. It, it can help them second guess something. Second more. guess, yeah. Just yeah. like you said, you never try weed. To this day, 53 years old, I've never tried weed. Right. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I mean, I don't have an interest in it. And I think the reason why is because I, uh, learned about you know effects it can have and the fact that it was illegal and things of that nature and i just personally didn't have an interest in engaging um so yeah now granted i will say now just a disclaimer like i'm not totally opposed to people smoking weed as much as i used to be or as much as you might still be today Mm -hmm. um and like i personally am happy that it has been legalized but again that's this a whole, whole other conversation. conversation. Yeah, <laughs> you, you just mentioned we're going to have the weed conversation, yeah. so we will some other time. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think also going back to why it's important to keep it real with your children, mm-hmm. um, 
like all of, all of the things we just said is to like provide them with context right so like right. So again, like they, they're going to get that context from somewhere. So no matter why? what you think you're shielding them or you think they won't learn, they're going to, cause see right. now there's so many ways they can learn yeah, the internet. Oh, yes. Especially with their in 2019. Own. It's crazy. It's so much <laughs> that they can get from the internet. It's so much they can get from YouTube. It's so much yeah. they can get from TV. Yeah. Everything has totally changed. So yeah, be real with your kids. Talk to them about everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean like, um, again, it's, it's a way to prevent them from uh, repeating the mistakes of past generations, like right. repeating mistakes that you made. Um, Cause like out of sight, out of mind literally only goes so far. Right. And like um, just because they don't hear about it from you. That mean, don't mean they won't hear about it. Right. It doesn't mean or that learn it doesn't, how to do it. Right. It doesn't mean that it, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to provide that context and um, you know, and help them, you know, not, repeat the same mistakes you made you, you you want your children again we stand on the shoulders of giants so we can see further right you have you have exactly. to put them on your shoulders and by verbalizing um the things that you want to talk to them about as well right um and then so uh, another point that i would make too that from my experience um i felt is true is just that like that honesty gets reciprocated tenfold Right. Like right. your child may not understand why you're talking to them about all this stuff in that moment. But when they get older, you know, whether it's my age or even a little bit younger or older, whatever the case may be, whenever it clicks for them. Right. They realize why that honesty is important. And they're oh, yeah. And see, that's I think now reflecting back on it, like you being honest and straightforward with me is why I was honest and straightforward with you and why we've always had a good relationship and been open and honest right. with each other. Right. Um, and I think, like, I don't know if we would have had that if you had not put that emphasis on, um, you know, raising me. Right. Just like I make the joke, I tell him, like, when he was a kid, my, my grandmother, which was Ernestine, that's who the show is named after, and my mom, which is who's Peaches, they used to always say, well, you tell him too much, y'all. You talking about stuff that's not necessary. And I'm like, no, that's not real. This is just me and him up in here. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to raise him to be in the real world and not the fake world. Right. You know, I want him to know the real deal about our family, our background, our history. I want him to know of what I think a good man is right. and what I think a good man, a man should be, you know, um, and not just because of that, because I am a woman. Right. My opinions matter. My thoughts matter. And how the kind of man and young man I want him to be, I want him to know that and have that instilled in his head and hope he walks into those shoes, right. you know? So I told him a lot of stuff and I don't know why they try to act like they wasn't real <laughs> because disclaimer, this is not for children. <laughs> this right here is for the adults. Listen, when I was a kid, I asked my mama, did the tampon hurt? You know what she yelled back down the steps? Do a dick. I said, Oh, no, why you just couldn't say tampons don't hurt? But that's how real it was in my crib. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. When I was younger, teenager, first started, you know, having sex or whatever, I was washing my own clothes, but my grandmother would do it sometimes. She was crazy as hell, but real as hell. Yeah. I smell them drawers. I wash them. You up there, you having sex now? Well, you better protect yourself. So that was their way of being real. Right, right. <laughs> the real deal is you got to be real. Have these conversations, you know. Um, so you, you, you put stuff into your children cause that's how you want them to turn out, right. you know, and being real and honest. Like I hear people say, I wouldn't talk to my child about if I had an abortion, right? But why not? Because first of all, that young woman 
needs to know you shouldn't get pregnant and avoid pregnancy at all times until you're able to take care of a child and be there for a child. Right. And when okay. you're ready for that. And matter. when you're ready for it. So that means protect yourself at all times. Right. Um, cause you don't want to end up having to have an abortion. Right. Cause it's not a way to prevent yourself. Uh, no, I know people who use it for, um, what do you call it? Oh Lord. Mm, you, you had to... It's horrible. Oh my God. I can't get it. I, anyway, I know people just say it's women out here who use that as a way of, uh, oh Lord. What's the pill is used for? So you won't get pregnant. It's stupid, but I've heard women say that they use abortions like that, which is a horrible thing. Disclaimer, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You're confusing me. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, you're literally confused. I'm confused. I don't know what you're I- <laughs> They use abortions as a way to... Uh, about... I don't know. How did a girl put it to me? I can't remember. This is so many years ago, so I'm going to dismay that. Cut that out. But anyway, <laughs> because it's a crazy story, but okay. it was put to me like, I don't care about getting pregnant. I just have an abortion. But that's not birth control. That's what I'm trying oh, to say. That's oh, it, y'all. Okay, okay. I knew so, someone who was using it like it was birth control when oh just don't my, get pregnant. Oh, my God. Ain't that crazy? I have I no know. idea. But anyway, and you that. want your son, you know, when you're talking to him about having sex or whatever have you, and you've been honest with him, that this is what happens. When you have unprotected sex, not do you just get diseases, you can get a child yeah. from that. Yeah. So quit having unprotected sex. First, quit passing out dick like it's candy on Halloween, and you don't have to worry about that. Facts. That was something else I taught my son. Right. You are control of your penis. I don't care what, what other man tell you, you are not. You are. You have control over that. It's a mind thing. You can tell that motherfucker, I'm not going to be around here fucking everybody. Yeah. Because first of all, you don't want to catch shit, and you don't want no kids. Because... I'm going to tell y'all the real deal, men, and the women don't want to admit to it, but I'm real. You don't decide when you're having the baby. The woman does. Right. Next. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why does yeah. the woman decide? I, I, under, I know why you're saying that, but oh, yeah. I, I want you to emphasize on that for me. Okay. Well, after the child is conceived... You don't have to have a child. It's your right to have the child right. or not have the child. I listen to women all the time complaining about their baby daddy ain't shit. You got four kids by that baby daddy that ain't shit. The same dude. So you decided to have those four children right him because after the first one, you didn't have to have any more. First of all, you need to stop having sex with that dude and quit making babies that you or him cannot take care of right. and use protection if you're going to stay with that dude. But you're the woman decides if you're going to have the child because we're the ones that's carrying the child and we decide if we're going to have a child. Right. Completely agree with that. A lot of men don't understand that either. Right. Uh, But I do want to have another episode where we talk about um, the intentionality behind having children. Having children. Mm -hmm. um, We'll end that point there. (laughs) Right. Um, Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, what was the last thing I talked about? The honesty being reciprocated. Um, and, I, and I would say like with the honesty being reciprocated, um, that occurs because it builds this comfort zone between the child and the parent where the child feels comfortable coming to their to their parent about whatever is going on in their lives. Right. Um, and just, you know, keeping it real with their parents as well. Right, because I'd be all in his bed as being nosy. <laughs> but see if you I, don't ask you don't know right and right. if you want to know then you ask right. now it don't mean they got an answer right. but if you ask it might shock them and it shocks you sometimes they might want to tell you right and i just i personally believe that like part of building up that trust in that relationship is you know the parent not withholding information from a child and, right because that's the other thing too children notice way more than 
older people think that they do than old adults think they do. Yeah. And then sometimes we like to pretend, or I, I didn't, some parents like to pretend like their child is not noticing what's going on. Right. When that's absolutely not true. You can see it in behavior. You can see it in the way that they, they speak. You know what I mean? Like right. So and what's going ways. on in your home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's actually a quote that I wanted to reference from a, an article on uh, motherly.com. Uh, Children are sensitive souls who pick up and notice more than one might assume. If not allowed to ask questions and express their emotions honestly, the stories they tell themselves to make sense of the world may grow to epic and awful proportions. Mm. If you explain a situation simply and in an age-appropriate manner, they're capable of grasping a great deal. So that's the other thing, too, that last point that I want to make sure I pull out, too. And there's probably something else in here I want to make sure I pull out. But that last point about um, they're capable to grasp a great deal. Children can understand so many more things than we give them credit for if you take the time to, again, give them an age-appropriate um, explanation. Explanation. And mm-hmm. to help them to understand. Um because here's the thing, like you can give that information and then like you can give further more context as their brain develops and they get older and they become able right. to understand things from more of an adult perspective. Um, but most things, most important information that that important lessons that children should be taught can be explained in an age appropriate way. And it's not like you are on your own as a parent in 2019, like with trying to explain things. Like, right. There's, there's a so, lot of help out here. Yeah, there's a lot of help. A lot mm-hmm. of lot of there's shows on this type of stuff. There's YouTube, like there there's a bunch of articles like this one, for example. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Uh so what else did I wanted to pull out of that quote? Oh, like the being allowed to ask questions and express their emotions honestly because something that i know we do in the black community and maybe i can't speak for anybody else so maybe this happens elsewhere as well Uh but um that's grown folks business is the response to a child that's an old-fashioned saying um so even if you feel or like or or the other thing is like uh sorry to cut you off but i just Mm -hmm. thought of another way that, Uh that gets stated is um oh you'll learn about that when when you get older Right, but you just showed it to me, so I'm learning it right now. Right, right. If I'm so, sitting up here smoking cigarettes and drinking in front of you, right, you're learning about smoking cigarettes and drinking, period. Right. So why not have that conversation? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah, have um, that conversation. Because, again, like, if you don't have those conversations, the children are going to tell, tell themselves stories and fill in the holes on their own, whether they get that information from someone else right, or, uh, or they just make it school. up based on like, mm-hmm. or they make it up based on their own imagination or like what they think right. makes sense. Cause, um, there's a lot of things that we learn at that young, really young age that we then carry on into adulthood that we think makes sense. And, um, that we hold on to. There are people who have beliefs that they've literally had since like first grade. Oh yeah. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like because they were never taught otherwise. Otherwise. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, like you can prevent children from making a lot of mistakes and growing up to do a lot of wrong and harmful and unhealthy things by hitting them early. Like, Oh yeah. Teaching them early. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Teaching them early. Um, right. Like I used to say, uh, don't call, you know, when you were a kid, uh, don't call a child, a young girl child, ugly. Like, right. don't use that towards anybody, first right. of all, because no one's ugly. 
um, everybody has, is beautiful in their own way. Right. You know, and that's really an ugly word to say to someone that really hurts someone. Right. You know. Yeah. Male or female, to call them ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what were, because we got a little bit of time here. We talked a lot faster today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what were some of the other things that you remember teaching me at a young age? So I know we talked about, you just mentioned the word ugly. Um, and we also talked about, like, you know, me as a man, I don't have to be out here just, like, slinging dick, basically. Right. Um, and that it, it doesn't make me a man to sleep with as many women as possible. Right. Um, Learn well, how to control your urges. Right. And mm -hmm. so what were some of the other things that you taught me at a young age that was important? Oh, and we also talked about the drug and alcohol thing, too. Yeah. Um, friendship. About real friends uh, versus people who versus people who want to use you or want to use good, you real or friends, yeah. yeah are not real good and and don't ever let nobody disrespect you um, I don't care who they are uh, especially when you was a little kid you know uh, don't just let nobody talk to you any kind of way say right. nasty things to you or treat you any kind of way because some kids are going to accept those things because they want to belong. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so I really wanted to teach you how to love yourself and respect yourself more to know you don't have to be in that situation in order to be or have a friend. Mm -hmm. um, because if they like you, they like you. If they don't, they don't. But that doesn't mean there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. You just have to find your people, right. you know, or your people who you get along with or who are like you or who like things like you. Right. You know, you don't have to buy nobody for them to be your friend. Right. You know? right. Don't have to fight for a spot in anybody's life. Right. Respect yourself and love yourself enough, yeah. you know. Um, just everything. I think I tried to be real with you about everything, about who your father was, mm -hmm. who I was, mm -hmm. who your grandparents were, mm -hmm. uh, your cousins, you know. Yeah. And we all have flaws, you know. We all have things that we have going on or have learned good habits and bad habits. Right. But I wanted you to know the real side to all of that so you can respect and understand that person with anyway. Right. You know, no matter who they are. Because that's just real life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, and so the reason I asked that question, because I was going to see if, like, there was anything that you mentioned specifically off the top of your head that, um, that like, I haven't, like, g held on to tightly, but it's all still there. Yeah. And, it, I mean, again, I just, yeah, I think is. I'm a living, breathing example of everything that we're talking about because I remember you teaching me these things and I and know how important they have been to me and in my life and still are. And there's still principles that, you know, I live by now at 26 and I uh, almost said I plan to. Fuck that. Um, I will be living by for the rest of my life. Amen. Amen. And that's a good thing. Um, because even you're 20, almost 26 years old, the things that you're bringing to my life and that I'm learning from you mm -hmm. is changing my life. Mm -hmm. You know, like, for instance, we can learn from one another. Like, uh, you're neat. Um, I wasn't neat. <laughs> <laughs> I was neat enough when you was a kid, but not the way you are, mm -hmm. which is wonderful. So mm -hmm. they go to show you, this is just my opinion. And also I believe there are studies. Um, this is how your kid going to turn out three different ways. There's mm -hmm. only three ways your kid going to turn out exactly like you mm -hmm. totally opposite or a good mix. Mm -hmm. There's no other way because you're, you're raising them. So they're in the home with you learning from you. Mm -hmm. So you style the foundation, you start the foundation, excuse me. And I want you to understand that, you know, even when you start to have a, when you get ready to plan to have a child or whatever have you and notice I threw the word in plan. Uh, <laughs> Very important. Very important. Uh, 
that this is stuff you have to think about because yeah. being a parent is an extraordinary job. It's an extraordinary gift. Right. It's not no joke. It's not something it's, to fucking play with. It's nothing to play with <laughs> when you're bringing a human being into this world. You know, just like I was honest with my son. He was not the only time I got pregnant. When I told him that, he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know. By the way, that was very recent. Very recent. <laughs> I was being real. Because like I said, the conversation that came up with me and uh, some other people were talking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, that's tell him about that. And he was like, no, you ain't telling me about that. Right. But I was being honest, yeah. you know, about what took place in my young life and, you know, whatever have you. And what right. I did about these things. Right. You know? And to that point, to just kind of emphasize that, because a question popped in my head that someone might have who doesn't know us that well personally. Mm-hmm. I am the only child from my mother. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, cool. You got cool. got anything else on today's message? Oh, that's it. Listen, right. y'all, talk to your children. Be honest with your children about as much as you can from the time they hear to the time they leave your house and after they leave your house. Yep. You know, a lot of people try to shelter their kids from things like I say. People was in a house with a husband who was violent, you know, or whatever have you, uh, and they abusive and they think their kids not hearing that. Or they I've think it's best it. to stay in the house with that man while he's treating them you're teaching them a whole different lesson yeah 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 or you might have a crazy woman so i ain't gonna just put it on the men right it go both ways crazy go both ways for sure yeah <laughs> abuse goes both ways yeah yeah and, and uh unhealthy behavior is unhealthy no, behavior way yeah well. he's teaching me words to use instead of old no you, you, you hey <laughs> you use the words, but to those make the words you're using are good too. They're right, very right, good. Right, right, no. They're very good. But uh, it's just it. like a, it's just like a change in perspective because a lot of these things, like, um, we identify them one way, and it's like, of course, it's it, it can be negative regardless, but like it can make them seem like they're irre- It's so negative that it's irredeemable. You know, right, I mean? and that, right, and that's right. Usually not the case. Yeah. Um. All right. So. That will do it for today's message. If you enjoyed this show, please rate, like, subscribe, or follow wherever you're listening or watching us on video. Follow us on social media at MSGFRMErnestine on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Join the conversation or share this podcast with your friends by tagging us and using hashtag MSGFRMErnestine and hashtag PodIn, P-O-D-I-N. We also accept topic suggestions, uh, so that's a good place to submit those. And again, friends and family, feel free to continue texting, texting and calling us on that. Um, and with the feedback as well, too. Really appreciate that. Um, we just got some good stuff recently. Um, so also uh, check out the show notes for our social media as well as links to stories and information that we referenced during this episode. And that will do it for us. Uh, we hope you join us for the next episode when we'll be back with another message from Ernestine. All right. Thanks for joining us. Peace and love. It'll be out. Mm-hmm.